0: Happy New Year! Welcome to the first Mix and Some Magic podcast episode of 2023. I'm excited to be here. I'm happy that you're here, and I'm really excited about today's episode. It's one I've kind of had on the back burner for a while, it's been on my mind for a while, and it just seemed appropriate to have this episode be the kickoff episode for the 2023 season. But before we get into that, how was your new year? How was your Christmas? I hope it was wonderful and I hope your new year is off to a great start. I am going to make lots of resolutions and goals this year. I have them all buzzing around in my head and I haven't actually sat down to write them down. I need to do that. (laughs) I think that's like one of the first things about setting goals is you gotta write them down. It doesn't count if they're just in your head. Maybe it does. I don't know. Not for me. I need something visual, so I'm going to write them down. That is my first resolution, is to write down my resolutions, and then go from there, but I'm really, I've got a lot of really great ideas, and I'm excited to put them into action, but first I have to put them on paper, then we'll baby step it, right? (laughs) But I hope you have lots of great things coming your way in 2023. Health, happiness, Disney trips, all the things that you need. We are actually going on a vacation in just a few days. So we gave our kids a vacation to Florida for Christmas this year. But surprisingly, we are not going to Disney World. We've done Disney World several times with our kids. I mean, it's always great. We love it. We love Disney World. But we decided this time to try something a little different. Now that our kids are older, we're going to go to Universal Orlando. I am so excited about it. So we've done Universal Hollywood in California um, a few years ago. I mean, we haven't probably been there for maybe five or so years. But a few years ago, they had a deal where you bought... If you bought two days, you could get an annual pass there for free or something. Or the annual pass was the same as buying a two-day ticket. And we were already buying a two-day ticket, and so we decided to just get the annual pass. And so that year we went a couple of times to Universal Studios, and we loved it. My kids loved it. My youngest was a little too small for some of the rides, and Universal Hollywood really only has like maybe seven or eight rides so they don't have a ton of rides. She was a little small to do everything but she still loved it and all of the kids told me at one point or another that they all preferred it to Disneyland. Of course I grounded them right away obviously. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It was surprising to me though but they all have really loved Universal Hollywood so we decided now that they're older, the younger ones are older, can ride all of the rides, then we're going to go check out Universal Orlando, which is much bigger than Universal Hollywood. Orlando has two parks, so we have park hopper tickets, and they have a huge Harry Potter world, which I'm excited about. I love Harry Potter, and they've got some really great things, so I'm excited. I'm feeling a little... Stressed because I don't, I've never been. And it's, I always get nervous when I take my family places that I haven't been. Is that strange? I don't know. It just makes me feel more stressed than when I'm taking them somewhere that I've been before. So I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do. But we are going with some family who have annual passes to Universal. And I think that they're just going to steer us in the right direction. So I think that... It'll be great and I probably don't need to stress and plan too much because they know what to do and where to go and when to get there and all those things. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm excited about it and it's fun to go someplace different. My husband really likes us to go places that aren't Disney all the time. He always says we have to show the kids there's other places in the world other than Disneyland. Which I agree. So, we do try to take them other places. So, really, the kids don't do, they don't go to a Disney park every year. I do because it's part of my job. So, I attend the Disney parks frequently, but my kids don't visit. They haven't been, we haven't been as a family since last Thanksgiving in 2021. So, we don't go to Disney parks very often because we do try to do different things as a family and give them different experiences as well but I sneak in Disney as often as I can because it's what I do so we are going to be staying on property we're going to be staying at Cabana Bay I think that's what it's called and they have like a little cafeteria style restaurant in there and they have a bowling alley and they have a couple of different pools I picked that resort because it looked like it had the funnest pools for my kids and we have a whole day that's just going to be a pool day a hangout at the park or at the hotel day so we're kind of trying to have a little bit of a restful vacation too we'll see we are going to sneak over to Disney Springs which is Disney World's equivalent of downtown Disney we're going to sneak over there at some point because I want to go to Earl of Sandwich they have that still at Disney Springs we lost that over at Downtown Disney, so I want to check out Earl of Sandwich. It's one of my favorite places to eat, so we're going to go there. And then also Gideon's Bakery. I love Gideon's Bakery. The cookies are good, but the cake is amazing, and I'm a cake fan. So we're going to go, That's tie on my list is go to Gideon's and Earl of Sandwich. So we'll get a little mini Disney fix I guess while we're there in Orlando. So I've been keeping an eye on the weather. It looks like it might be a little rainy. (sighs) What are you gonna do? So I've been prepping getting our rain gear together and I mean it is what it is. We'll make do. It's gonna be the best vacation ever no matter what. Now if you are interested in going anywhere in 2023 you want to make sure that you get the best deal and you're gonna wanna check and see if Getaway Today sells tickets and hotels to the place that you're going. So if you're going to Disneyland or Disney World or Universal Hollywood or Universal Orlando or SeaWorld or Legoland or even on a cruise, check with Getaway Today because they have the very best deals on all of those vacations. They've got amazing deals on hotels, great deals on tickets, you're always gonna save money. If you're booking Disney World, They do free price monitoring, and so if a better deal comes along, because Disney World's always releasing different promotions and deals, so if a better deal comes along, then they're going to email you and tell you about it and automatically refund you the difference, which is a really fun email to get. I've gotten it a couple times with Getaway Today where they're like, your vacation's now cheaper, so we've refunded you $300. You're like, what? That's amazing. So I love Getaway Today. I always talk about them. I am a partner with them, so I'm one of their affiliates, which means that I get like a very small percentage back. I mean, not percentage, but a very small amount back when you book with them. And it is very small, but I still appreciate it when you use my link because it does help me out because I did quit my job to try to do this full time and it's a lot of work. It's hard work. So anytime I can get a few extra dollars by recommending something that I absolutely love, then I'm going to do it. So when you book through Getaway Today, use my link or tell them that I sent you, then I get a little bit back and... It really helps me as a small business owner, so I appreciate it so much. So I'll put a link to them in the show notes. You can check them out, see what you think, but I know they're going to save you money. Okay, I wanted to tell everybody who rated and reviewed the podcast in December, thank you so much. You're amazing. You're awesome. I appreciate you, and we had a little contest going on, a little podcast, contest man for a second in my brain I thought that was gonna rhyme (laughs) and then I said it out loud and it didn't so it wasn't as cute as I thought it was gonna be but we had a little contest going on and I entered everybody who rated and reviewed the podcast in December into a little random drawing Pick somebody out to win a $25 Disney gift card, and the winner is Brooke Hutsley. So, congratulations, Brooke. She wrote, I love listening every week. My young kids will listen along, too. It's so informative and helps me feel like I can tackle Disneyland anytime I need to. I also love listening to all the history. I will definitely be continuing to listen as long as Melissa does this. She is also a must-follow on Instagram. If you are a Disney lover or need help with planning... Thanks, Melissa. Well, thank you, Brooke. I really appreciate it so much. If you would reach out to me either on Instagram, send me a DM, or send me an email at at melissamixinsommagic.com, then I will get you your Disney gift card. And thank you to everybody who rated and reviewed. It really makes a huge difference. That's how podcasts grow. That's how people find me is if I have current reviews. And so I appreciate it that you took the time to leave a review. It really helps me out. And thank you so much. If you haven't left a review yet, please do. It's easy and simple and it really makes a big difference for me and I appreciate it so much. Oh, one other thing. I have instagram subscriptions over on my instagram which is kind of a way for me to get out more personalized information i started this i don't know maybe in november and i did a little mini holiday course so if you were going to disneyland during the holidays i did a little mini course over on my instagram subscriptions for everything you need to know and it went really well i got a lot of positive feedback from that so i am starting to do a new monthly topic every single month, that's why it's monthly, over on Instagram. We're going to do it for the whole year, and I'm going to turn you into a Disneyland expert. So if you are not one of my subscribers, come over and join. It's $4.99 a month, and we're going to be doing lots of fun things, and I think you're going to learn a lot. So January, we are focusing on saving money at Disneyland, like saving while you're in the parks, different things you can do. because. It's expensive, but it doesn't have to be. And I've got lots of tips and tricks to help you out with that. And also saving for your Disney vacation because it's a big expense. And I've got lots of ideas to help you save quickly and easily for your Disney vacation. So those are the topics we're gonna be covering in January. But when you are a subscriber, you get certain benefits. So over on my Instagram, you're gonna get exclusive stories and posts and lives. I share more personal things over on my stories. Things that I don't talk about much over on my regular Instagram feed. I've been sharing a little bit about some home renovations that we're doing and different things like that. Things that you won't see over on my regular Instagram. I also respond to all of your DMs first. So I get, I don't know, hundreds of DMs over on Instagram every single week. But when you're a subscriber, you get a little purple crown next to your name. So I see that you're a subscriber. And when you send me a message, I answer it first. So some people might not get their messages answered for, I don't know, sometimes even a couple of days. But if you are a subscriber I will answer your question very very quickly usually within a couple of hours and let's see I already told you we're gonna do a new topic each month so we're gonna cover things like hotels I think we're gonna do hotels in February and go in depth into all of the different places that you could stay because on property is an option but it's not always the best option and I have lots of thoughts and feelings on hotels around Disneyland. We're also going to talk about dining, like all of the different options and where you can find the cheapest dining and where you can find breakfast because breakfast is not the easiest to find in the parks. We're also going to talk about how to get those hard to find dining reservations. I also send out magic mail. I've got these like little piles of magic mail getting ready to go out. I'm going to send out a few every week to subscribers. Just something little and fun to get in your mailbox. I don't know. I love getting mail. I love sending mail. So get a little magic mail occasionally. I also do giveaways. And I do a 10% off custom touring plans if you are my subscribers. So, lots of things going on over there. If you are interested, please come and join us. It's a great way to support me as a small business owner. Like I said, I, I quit my job to become a Disney creator, and I love it. It is absolutely the best, but. I do have to hustle to make money to make it worth all the time and effort that I put into it and becoming a subscriber for $4.99 a month over on Instagram is a great way to help support me and my little small business and I appreciate it so much. So I will put a link to my Instagram in the show notes. You can go over there and check it out. There's a little button that says subscription. You can click on that. It makes it super easy. So I will look for you over there. I'd love for you to join us this week we're going to be doing once upon a time about splash mountain and i am so excited i've been kind of saving this episode because splash mountain has a special place in my heart does every i think it has a special place in everybody's heart because i think everybody says that i don't know maybe some people hate it but i love splash mountain hate getting wet but I love Splash Mountain, and I have very fond memories of writing it as a kid and taking my kids on it when they were small. So I really, it was a big part of my childhood, and I'm excited to talk about it, especially now that it is going to be rethemed pretty quickly. So we know that it's going to be rethemed soon. We have a closing date, which is the end of January for Disney World, but we don't have a closing date for disneyland yet i expect it will will get it soon and i'm kind of expecting it to be sometime in february so we will see about that but i'm excited to tell you about the history and fun facts and stories because this is like a really rich ride there's a lot of things that like backstories and things that are a part of it that you might not even think of. So I'm excited to talk about all of that today. I think it's going to be really fun. I think you're going to like this episode. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will get to it. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mixins Some Magic. If you live in Utah, listen up. I've got a really fun event that is happening. February 2nd, that you are going to want to be a part of. We are having a Utah Disney fans meetup. It's going to be an evening of pixie dust and vacation inspiration. We're going to have dinner and dessert and Disney inspired fun, Disney vacation workshops, and more. It's all happening Thursday, February 2nd in West Jordan, and it is going to be so much fun. So, $40 gets you dinner, dessert, drinks. Disney inspired activities and Disney vacation workshop plus an exclusive discount on a Disney vacation. So please come. It's $40. That's our earlier bird price, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We've been working really hard on putting this event together and you're going to learn a lot about Disney vacations and you're going to get to meet some really awesome people and you're going to feel like a little bit of that Disney magic. We're bringing as much of that as possible. Plus, you're getting dinner and dessert and an exclusive offer on a Disney vacation. So I think it's going to be a really awesome event. We would love to see you there. I'm going to put a link to the ticket information in the show notes. so You can check that out. But I think you should come. It's going to be lots of fun. <music> Once Upon a Time Splash Mountain. I think that maybe I kind of thought that if I never did this Once Upon a Time episode, then maybe Splash Mountain wouldn't close. But it doesn't look like that's the case. Splash Mountain is closing, whether you like it or not, and is being rethemed. So I guess it's now or never for this episode because the retheming is coming soon. And so let's Get into it. Let's talk all about Splash Mountain. It opened back in 1989, and I vividly remember the first time I wrote it, although I don't remember exactly when that was. I don't think it was the summer of 1989, but I think it may have been 1990, 1991. I don't know. We didn't go to Disneyland every year when I was growing up. We went every couple of years, one day in the summer. That's what people did back then. There was like nobody I don't think anybody went for more than one day so we went for one day did as much as we could and I remember being so excited for Splash Mountain and the line was really long I mean in my brain looking back it was like a four-hour wait but I don't know how accurate that is since I was a younger child so I I mean, probably it wasn't really four hours, but I remember my parents trying to talk us out of riding it because the line was so long, but we insisted and we waited happily in that super long line and we rode it and we were thrilled to death. And I thought that it was worth every minute in line. It was just a different kind of ride than I had ever experienced at Disneyland and I loved it and I've really loved it ever since. So Splash Mountain is based on the 1946 Disney movie called Song of the South. Now, the movie is set after the Civil War has ended, and the movie is based on stories about Uncle Remus and was written by Joel Chandler Harris. So, Uncle Remus was played by actor James Baskett, and he would actually be awarded an honorary Oscar for his portrayal of Uncle Remus in the movie, making him the first black man ever to win an honorary Academy Award. The film was successful upon release, but controversial even in the 1940s, and Splash Mountain, the attraction, was based on this film. So in the film, then Uncle Remus tells stories of Br'er Rabbit and his adventures to these children, and it's kind of a mixture of live action and Cartoon. So he's talking to the kids, and then when he goes and tells these stories, then it goes into the cartoon portion of the film. And so there are several different adventures portrayed in the film, and the story that we get from Splash Mountain is one of those adventures where Br'er Rabbit. I mean, he's kind of a tease, and he's teasing Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox, and they end up catching him, and they can't decide what to do with him, and he tricks them into throwing him into the briar patch. He tells them, whatever you do, just don't throw me in the briar patch, but he was actually born and raised in the briar patch, and this is where he wants to be, and... They, of course, being the villains, the not-so-smart villains, think, oh, that'll get him. We'll throw him into the briar patch. He obviously doesn't want that. That's the best thing we can do. And They throw him in, and then by doing that, they set him free, and then he's so happy, and he's tricked the villains, and so that is what the, that is the portion of the film that this attraction is based on. I have seen this film several times as a child, I have not seen it as an adult, and I don't really feel qualified to talk about the controversies surrounding this film, and we're here to talk about the attraction itself, so I'm not going to really get into all of that, but if you are interested, you can do a quick Google search and it will tell you everything you need to know. Back in the 1980s, in Tomorrowland, there was an attraction called America Sings, and it had lots of animatronics that would sing different American-style songs, like Yankee Doodle, Dandy, and I don't know what else. But it was getting old, and the animatronics in this attraction were designed by Mark Davis. It was a really great attraction in its day, but it had kind of run its course, and it wasn't really drawing the crowds that it used to back in its heyday. I don't know if it ever really had a heyday, but it wasn't popular anymore. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. So the story goes that they knew they needed to get rid of this attraction. It was kind of on its last leg. And back in the summer of 1983, Disney Imagineer Tony Baxter was told by his boss, Michael Eisner, who was the CEO of Disney at the time and some of the other higher ups that Disneyland needed to breathe some new life into the parks and that they needed to make it more appealing for teenagers and young adults. That was kind of their goal was we need some attractions that's going to draw teenagers and young adults into the park. So Tony Baxter, he knew that they needed to do this. He needed an attraction that would bring those kinds of guests in, but he also wanted to get people back to this little visited area of the park known as Bear Country. So in the 1980s, the only attraction in Bear Country, which is today Critter Country, was the Bear Country Jamboree. Now Tony Baxter loved the idea of a log flume ride. They were kind of popular back in the 80s and he thought that the characters from the Song of the South would be the perfect fit because they could have this thrilling log ride and then they could throw in this exciting story to go with it. And... He's smart, he's resourceful, and he doesn't like to be wasteful, and he thought we could reuse a lot of those animatronics from America Sings attraction, bring them over, kind of repurpose them, and put them into this new attraction so it wouldn't be as expensive. Now, interestingly enough, Six Flags over Georgia actually had a log flume ride that was based on the Br'er Rabbit stories by Joel Chandler Harris that opened in 1967. So Splash Mountain wasn't the first log flume ride with Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox. And it was actually called the Tales of the Okefenokee. That was the name of the ride. And Tony Baxter has stated that he has actually been on that Six Flags ride. So. I don't know I think we could say it seems safe to say that the main inspiration for that attraction was that Six Flags ride in Georgia but the idea for Splash Mountain began to take shape with Tony Baxter and Disney is gonna get this new thrill ride and they're gonna be able to reuse all these animatronics it's kind of a win-win so Mark Davis who had designed the animatronics for America Sings, he had actually also been the head animator on the Song of the South film. So the design styles already went really well together, which was great because they wouldn't have to really change the animatronics much to fit them into the Splash Mountain. The Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. It wasn't even called Splash Mountain at the time. We'll get into it. Okay, but let's talk about Bear Country. So before Splash Mountain was there, it was actually just this little hill in Bear Country and Disney used this hill for the foundation of the ride. But pre-Splash Mountain, then there was this small little cave located at the top of the hill. You couldn't go into it, but you could see it. And as you walked by, you could hear Rufus the Bear from the Bear Country Jamboree snoring as you walked by. Does that sound familiar to you? I mean, maybe you weren't there in the 80s, but does that sound familiar from the Splash Mountain attraction? Because we know that Disney likes to take little bits of history and put them into their new attractions. It keeps people happy because then you feel like a little sentimental, like, oh, I remember this from that old attraction and now it's here in this attraction. You know what would be interesting is to do a whole podcast episode about Attractions that have been rethemed, but how they kind of kept some of the old attraction in the new attraction—I should write that down. That would be really interesting. Anyway, getting distracted. Back to Splash Mountain. So, have you noticed the snoring bear sounds on Splash Mountain? That was kept as a nod to old Rufus. So we'll talk about where you will find that in Splash Mountain now. Although it's now brer bear snoring in his house and not rufus the bear but it is actually the same sound that you would have heard back in the 80s in bear country the snoring sound is the same sound that they use on splash mountain today bear country had been around for a while it opened in march of 1972 and the land had a rustic western theme the main attraction was the bear country jamboree and in this attraction you can actually still enjoy it over at disney world but in this attraction there were singing and dancing bears that kind of put on this musical performance so a lot of people loved it it was actually really popular but again the popularity kind of died down and it just wasn't drawing the crowds back over to critter or bear country sorry it wasn't drawing the crowds back to that area of the park and bear country actually really didn't change much at all after it opened it didn't have the same appeal after a few years and so that kind of that kind of that area of the park was kind of dead so Imagineers knew they needed to do something to spruce up that corner of the park, but a lot of them did not love the idea of a log flume ride because like I said, it was really popular in the 80s. It had been done in lots of other parks and it didn't seem entertaining or engaging enough for Disneyland because at Disneyland, they're telling a story. They're trying to immerse people in adventures and storytelling and how are they going to do that on a log flume ride? How are they going to make it fun and engaging and tell a story? But that's where Tony Baxter came into play. He told other Imagineers, he's like, listen, we can do this. We can make it amazing. It's going to blow all the other log flume rides out of the water. So his idea for the story of Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear, and Br'er Rabbit was a really good one because... A, it could reuse the animatronics like we had talked about from America Sings who were created by the same man who did the animation for Song of the South. But also these characters had been in the park since it opened in 1955. So people could go and take pictures with Br'er Rabbit. They'd been doing it for years. And so guests were already familiar with these characters. And it's not, it wasn't like they were just throwing in some random... Characters that people hadn't ever heard of before. These were beloved characters who were already walking around the park So for them to get their own attraction just kind of made sense Tony Baxter also decided he would include the famous song Zippity-Doo-Dah Which actually won an Academy Award in 1947 for the best original song so he would include that song in the attraction, but not any of the controversial elements from the film. He would focus on the fun adventure of Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, and Br'er Bear. So Baxter took three days to put together 30 storyboards outlining the proposed attraction, and he even developed a one twentieth 20th scale model of the attraction. The original title was to be Zippity River Run. That was what Tony Baxter envisioned for the attraction. And then they pitched the project to Michael Eisner, and Eisner really liked it, especially since they could reuse the animatronics from America Sings, but he hated the name. Zippity River Run. I don't know. It doesn't... I kind of agree with him. It doesn't really have the right ring to it. He didn't think that teens would like the name. He thought it would be kind of too babyish for them. Um, But (laughs) it just makes me laugh. But this is a true story. So Michael Eisner decided that it would be better to name the ride after a movie that Disney currently had coming out at this at the same time which was Splash with Tom Hanks remember the mermaid movie maybe you saw it maybe you didn't anyway he thought it would be a good idea to kind of like promote the new Tom Hanks movie to name the ride Splash Mountain that's literally how it got its name and I don't think anybody argued with him too much because I think they realized within a couple years people would forget about the Splash movie. And it would it's just a good name for the attraction. It kind of embodies what's going to happen on the ride. And so nobody fought Michael Eisner on that. But that is why it's called Splash Mountain. But he also wanted a mermaid somewhere in the attraction since the movie Splash is about a mermaid. But... Imagineers talked him out of that. Thank goodness, because it really doesn't fit in with the theme at all. So he got the name and Imagineers talked him out of the mermaid being in the attraction. So the project got the green light back in 1984 but construction didn't begin until April of 1987. They had some other things going on that they were putting over in Tomorrowland like Star Tours and so it had to wait a little while before they could really get going on it. This attraction is made mostly of cement, but they made the cement look like wood, but almost all of the attraction is made out of cement since they'll be using tons of water, they wanted to make sure that they used something that wouldn't rot away. So most of the attraction is made of cement and Splash Mountain is actually the fastest attraction at Disneyland, it goes 40 miles an hour. On that very final drop so I think they hit the nail on the head when they were trying to attract younger adults and teenagers to this attraction now the mountain is actually named Chickapin Hill so it's not Splash Mountain it's Chickapin Hill and then the name of the attraction is Splash Mountain Um, there is a story that I couldn't verify the truth of but I love it anyway. Apparently, when they were getting the ride finished up, it was close to being done, but they hadn't actually sent any people down. A cast member climbed on and tried it out for the first time. He wasn't supposed to, but he did it anyway, and he ended up breaking his leg, and that was how they determined that the slope of the... the drop at the end was too steep so they had to regrade it a little bit and make it a little less steep so that people didn't break their legs is that a true story? I do not know but I like it I hope it's a true story not that someone broke their leg maybe I shouldn't say that but it makes for a good story that's for sure this attraction has 103 animatronic characters 5 hills and 950,000 gallons of water. There at the end, you have a five-story drop where you're going 40 miles per hour. So crazy to think of that. I always worry I'm gonna fall out. Never have, but I always worry about it. Um, They also use bromine to keep the water clean, just like on Pirates of the Caribbean. I know we talked about that a lot on the Once Upon a Time Pirates episode. But they don't use chlorine, they use something called bromine, which actually gives it the smell that you smell on Pirates. Although I don't really think I've ever noticed a smell on Splash Mountain. Have you? I don't know that I've noticed. If if there's a smell, I don't think it's strong, but I'm not sure. So I thought this was interesting. It took Imagineers 80 hours per character to reprogram them for the new attraction, because all of the animatronics were programmed for America Sings, but they had to reprogram them, and I guess it was an extremely difficult task to reprogram these characters, it took 80 hours per character, can you believe that? That is craziness, but it looks like they got it done because they are running just great for Splash Mountain. I wonder if they're going to reuse a lot of the characters for the re-theme. I'm kind of guessing they will. And will that take them 80 hours per character to reprogram them for the new attraction? I don't know. That's something we'll have to find out. Now, we talked about Rufus snoring, the sound of Rufus snoring. Well, I guess it's Br'er Bear snoring now on Splash Mountain. But the sound, that sound is one of the oldest sounds in Disney history. So originally that sound was recorded and was going to be used in the Snow White film, but that didn't end up happening and they saved that sound and used it over there in Bear Country and now it's on Splash Mountain. I wonder if they're going to work it into the re-theme. So many questions about this re-theme. We're just going to have to wait and see. Splash Mountain was one of the very first attractions that would take your picture. So this wasn't a standard thing back then and it was one of the very first attractions that would do it. Now I remember back in the day when I was a kid, they would actually show you your photograph while you were on the ride. So they would take your picture and then you would go through the final scene at the end with the showboat. And then they would show you your picture for just a few minutes while you were coming around the corner, everybody would stop. And there was a screen there and it would show you your picture and everybody would laugh and you would be so funny. Look at how we were screaming. And then you would go through. I think that was before the time, I mean, when they were giving you your pictures, I think at that point you had to purchase pictures because I mean, we didn't have smartphones. So I imagine that was the only way to get your pictures. So then you could purchase them, I guess, if you wanted to. I'm not sure at what point they took that out because now you get off the attraction and then you're able to see your picture. But I'm not sure when that changed. One of the funniest bits of information, I don't know why this struck me as funny. Maybe you won't find it funny. But the 80s were a weird time. <laughs> and do you remember Ernest P. Warlin? Warlin? I don't know what his last name was. He's a character and he was in all these Ernest movies. There was like, Ernest Saves Christmas and Ernest Scared Stupid. Anyway, he had a bunch of movies. He was really big in the 80s, early 90s. He was just this goofy guy. He was in commercials. And he actually had a special promoting Splash Mountain which just cracked me up. I watched the entire thing. It was a little painful, a little hard to get through. 22 minutes, it's on YouTube. If you are interested, you can watch this special. So the idea is that Ernest is this brave, brave guy, and he's gonna be the very first person to ride on Splash Mountain, and so he does all this prep work and he's at his friend Vern. Remember he's always talking to Vern. He's talking to Vern all the time and he goes and he's training for this intense thing that is going to be riding on Splash Mountain. He calls himself a Splashtronaut and anyway he shows up at Splash Mountain and there's reporters that are going to be covering the whole thing and people are cheering and he goes on this ride and it kind of documents him going on Splash Mountain. And it's funny. It's weird. But I mean, if you have an extra 22 minutes and love the 80s or Splash Mountain, you might want to look up Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. I do think that it makes the ride look really scary. So, I mean, any little kids that saw this special were probably going to be really nervous to ride Splash Mountain. It looks like it is absolutely terrifying. Um, He makes it look. Like he barely survives and that it's not safe at all. But it was funny. It was interesting. I had kind of forgotten all about Ernest. Then I came across this. It just brought back a lot of childhood memories. I don't know. If you have 22 minutes, you'll never get those 22 minutes back though. I'm just warning you. But you might want to check it out. Splash Mountain opened on Disneyland's 34th birthday and it cost $75 million to build the drop is 52 and a half feet long at a 47 degree angle and in testing imagineers were getting completely soaked on this attraction like completely soaked it just wasn't working out and so they replaced the logs with logs that were 500 pounds lighter and reduced the capacity from eight guests to seven And that seemed to fix the problem. You're still going to get wet. Don't think you're not. You're still going to get wet, but not completely drenched. Maybe. I've been completely drenched a time or two. But apparently it's better than it was. So there are five single file seats on the attraction. You kind of sit one in front of the other. And then the last seat in the car can fit an adult and a smaller child. So if you have a little kid that wants to sit next to you, that's the perfect place. They're going to put you right next to them. Now, if you are with a smaller child, make sure they're on your left or else you're not going to be able wait, is that right? No, put them on your right. They need to be on your right side or you're not going to be able to see them very well in the picture. So put them on the right. You'll be able to see them better. So the ride opened July 17th, 1989. It was a huge success, obviously, probably because of the Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain special. I bet that's what did it. But the ride was so successful that it was later added to Disney World, only three years later, actually. And then Tokyo has its own version that opened in 1992. And when it opened, Bear Country was changed to Critter Country to welcome in all the new critters. They didn't want it to be exclusively bears anymore. They wanted all the little critters in Splash Mountain to feel welcome too. I want to take you on a little guided tour of Splash Mountain, point out a few things I've noticed. Maybe there's some things that you've missed, but after you're seated on the attraction, then... You kind of go up a tiny little lift, but it doesn't take you down a big hill. You think maybe you will, but you don't. It just get you up a little higher, and then you float along, and you pass by the homes of the three main characters. So you see the outside of their homes, and that's where you see Br'er Rabbit's house. He has his little satchel outside of it that he carries. Up on a little hill, there's a sign that says Br'er Fox and a little sign, And for years, I didn't look up high enough to see his little house up there, but he's got a little house up there. Then you go around the corner and you can see Br'er Bear's lair. He's got a little cave. It's got a cute little door on it, his club sitting out in front, and that's where you can hear him snoring. So you pass by their three houses. It kind of sets the stage for the story. And then you go down the first hill called Slip and Falls. Isn't that a clever name? I think it's clever then you enter into the mountain and this is where you start passing by all the different critters and you hear the first song they're singing how do you do i don't even know the words i would sing it for you but i know part of them there was a phrase that i could not tell what they were saying for years but i would only think about it when i was on the ride but they're singing how do you do mighty pleasure meeting that's not right Anyway, (laughs) you didn't know I was going to sing to you on this. Well, I am. But then they they sing, pretty good, sure as you're born. And I could not hear that sure as you're born part for years. And one day I heard it and it clicked and it's made me so happy ever since that I know that they're saying sure as you're born. Listen, I'm going to play a little clip so you know what I'm talking about. Here you go. Penny found, how do you do? And you howdy back a little bit of this and a little bit of that. How do you do? Fine how are you? How you come home? Pretty good treasure ball. T- hmm, that's much better than me singing. <laughs> Okay, so after that we see Br'er Rabbit for the first time and he is telling his turtle friend that he's off to find his laughing place. And then we see Br'er Bear and he's following Br'er Rabbit. Looks like he's gonna go after him, but he gets stuck in a tree and attacked by bees. Then you go down a little second drop into Rainbow Caverns and that's when you hear the second song, Everybody's Got a Laughing Place. I want to sing it to go ho ho. Then we see that Br'er Rabbit gets stuck in honey in a beehive. And because he's stuck, he can't get away. And he's captured by Br'er Fox. So Br'er Rabbit's then taken back to Br'er Fox's lair. And things are looking pretty bad for our little hero. We pass by a mother possum and a mother rabbit who are warning their children to stay away from something. What are they warning them about? Dang it. We got to listen to that song too. Okay, let's listen to that one. It'll tell us what they're warning him about. I can hear it in my head, but I can't tell you all the words. (laughs) All right. Then after that, the log starts to ascend to the final drop and we pass under two vultures who are kind of like mocking us, taunting us, saying, how come you haven't found your laughing place? Or if you have, how come you're not laughing? All that kind of stuff. So it's a little ominous. You know something's coming. At this point, I always get nervous and I'm like, why have I done this? Why did I ride this ride? Ugh! And I always get stressed that I'm going to get super wet. So then, as we're climbing, we see see Brer Rabbit all tied up in Brer Fox's lab, lab. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm losing it. All tied up in his lair. <laughs> okay, he's tied up in his lair. That's where we're at. Um, and he's saying, "Please, just whatever you do, don't throw me into the briar patch." Which is what ends up happening because we know that Br'er Rabbit was born and raised in the Briar Patch. He knows if he can trick them into throwing him in there, then he'll be safe. So the trick works. Br'er Fox throws him in and we th- go down with him. We plummet into the Briar Patch. So you'll notice as you're going down in, there's just tons of thorns. That's representative of you going into the Briar Patch along with Br'er Rabbit and into safety. And it's on this final lift where your photo is taken and where you're gonna get wet. If you haven't gotten wet before now, you're gonna get wet on this last drop. Then the log enters the mountain again for the final scene where we hear the famous zippity Doodah song sung by all the critters on the showboat. It's such a great song. I'm so glad it won that award. What award did it win? An Academy Award? I can't remember what I said at the beginning, but it's such a fun song. I've been singing it to my kids since they were little, And I just love it. We got to listen to a little bit. And the and mm, I just love it so much. So we see the showboat and all the critters are singing the Zippity-Doo-Dah song. And if you look closely, there's a playbill that's attached to the showboat. That says, Captain Andy presents Song of the South in three acts. So that is the only reference to the movie in the entire attraction. And you're going to want to keep your eye out because right after the boat, the showboat on the right, then you can see Mr. Bluebird out on a little perch. So cute. Of course, he needs his own little spot in the attraction. At that point, we float by Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear. They're fighting off an alligator. And then we see that Br'er Rabbit is safe in his little home, laughing about the whole adventure. Now this ride lasts about nine minutes and 18 seconds. And there is a single rider line, which is a great option. Or you can use Genie Plus. But if if you can, a single rider is always a great choice. This attraction, I'm sad to say, is closing soon, and it's going to be rethemed into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And I'm, like, so excited about Tiana's Bayou Adventure. I think she's an amazing princess. I love her movie. I mean, she will fit right into Critter Country and over there with New Orleans Square. It's going to be amazing, but I am sad to lose Splash Mountain. Um, there's a lot of people who are really upset about Splash Mountain closing, and I can't say that I'm one of them because I love Splash Mountain, but, I mean, Disneyland's all about change and growth, and there's been a lot of attractions that I've loved that have been rethemed, and they've actually been better after the retheming. So, I kind of have faith in the Disney Imagineers. I think that they're going to be doing their very best work and they're gonna bring it and I think we're all gonna love it not to say we won't miss Splash Mountain but I think we're gonna love it and actually I read that Tony Baxter who did the who was the Imagineer that was in charge of Splash Mountain is actually advising on Tiana's Bayou Adventure as well which is pretty great I have seen some of the concept art for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. It's all online if you want to check it out. And it really looks amazing. So they're not going to be changing the structure of the ride. It's still going to have all the same dips and drops and all of that. They're just going to be changing all of the theming and the storytelling aspect of it. And it looks like it's going to be some sort of Mardi Gras celebration. I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to hear what songs they choose. I think it's going to be fun. I look forward to it. I am going to be sad about Splash Mountain being closed for so long. We don't have a closing date, but I'm guessing it'll be sometime soon, probably February. And then it's not going to reopen until the end of 2024. So we're going to have a really long time without without anything over there. Little Critter Country is going to be like Sad Bear Country again. Oh, it will be like Bear Country because it's just going to have Winnie the Pooh back there. And the Hungry Bear Diner. Oh my gosh, it's going to be just like bear country. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, I'll still go back there just to visit Winnie the Pooh. I like that little attraction too. I will, of course, keep you updated over on my Instagram as soon as we hear a closing date. I'll be talking all about that because everybody wants to know. I am going to be visiting at the end of January, so I think I'll be able to write it at least one more time, which will be good little bittersweet, but good. Well, I hope you enjoyed our little Once Upon a Time with Splash Mountain. I'm excited to do a Once Upon a Time with Tiana's Bayou Adventure someday. That's going to be so fun. I wonder what little pieces of Splash Mountain they will keep. Because I know they'll keep some things. It'll be interesting to see. Well, that's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much for being here. First episode of 2023... Way to kick it off, Splash Mountain. That was fun. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.